Welcome back to the Miss the Pod. Before I get to the episode, I just wanted to share a bit with you about Lemis the brand. I created Lemis for personal reasons as I'm a huge candle lover and I started worrying about what I was inhaling with some of the more luxe brands and even some of the just like more, you know, cute little um like artisanal brands. You just never know what's in something until you start doing your research. And so I did, and I started playing around with essential oils and learning more about aromatherapy, and thus began the journey into creating a clean, luxe, sustainable home fragrance brand called La Uh, We launched with four scents, and there are so many more to come. I created this podcast as a way to support the brand, but also to provide you with something beautiful, uplifting, and cozy to listen to while you have your candle lit. So to learn more about the brand, you can head over to www.lamis.com, L-A-M-I-S-C.com. You can also check us out on the Instagram handle, which is um, at La Miss Studio, so L-A-M-I-S-C Studio, and there's so much more to come, but in the meantime, please enjoy the episode. Welcome to La Miss Pod, a podcast featuring creatives, entrepreneurs, and interesting folks doing interesting things. These are real conversations covering topics such as career journey, life challenges and triumphs, romance, self-care, and all the miscellaneous things. and welcome back to Lemis the Pod. I'm your host, Anna, and today we have my friend, Leslie Ann Thompson, on the pod. She is a self-taught makeup artist based in Montreal. She is one of the most sought-out makeup artists in Canada and abroad. Her work has appeared in commercial campaigns for Elizabeth Arden, Aldo, Vichy, Holt Renfrew, Lancome, and Revlon, just to name a few. Thompson's work spans artists, celebrities, musicians, and designers alike. She has worked with Arcade Fire, Grimes, Priyanka Chopra, Haim, Ashley Grams, amongst many others. Her work has appeared in the pages of Elle, Fashion, Rolling Stone, Billboard Magazine, The Guardian, Bullet, New York Times Style Magazine, Madame Figaro, and Nylon Magazine. Um, she's always seeking inspiration. She's a, co- a pop culture fiend, finding inspiration in contemporary art, music, and design. We sat down with Leslie Ann to hear about her career journey and her early experience working in fashion as a designer. She also shares some of her favorite beauty products and TV shows, podcasts, and books. We also needed to get the load on on some of our favorite neighborhoods, restaurants, and art galleries in Montreal as well. We touched on so many other things like CBD and working through the pandemic and all the things. It's such an awesome podcast. She's the best. I love her and I know you'll love this episode too. So enjoy. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Okay, so where are you currently based? I'm currently based in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. 
I'm originally from Elmer, Quebec, which is just across the river from Ottawa. And how long have you been based in Montreal? I've been in Montreal for about 21 years. I moved here in 1999. After I graduated from fashion design school, I came uh, to do an internship in Montreal. Okay, so what program did you attend? Where? What school? The school is called Richard Robinson. They teach you like haute couture techniques. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like the regular fashion design school. Like, it's really for people who want to learn the old school techniques. Wow. And so how long was that program? It was two years. Okay. And so you graduated and then you did an internship in Montreal. I did for With- Marie Saint-Pierre. Okay. And she's still around, right? Yeah. That's incredible. And then did you decide to, like, work in it or... Yeah, I worked in fashion for a while. I worked for a couple of designers, and then I ended up working in retail and in merchandising. Eventually, I moved to New York, and I had a lot of time on my hands, so I decided to like start practicing doing makeup on myself. And I decided when I came back from New York that I wanted to be a makeup artist, and that was it. And wait, okay, back up. Why the move to New York and, like, how long were you there for? I was there for, like, maybe eight months. I was dating a guy in New York. And so then when you came back, you are like, no, I'm going to switch gears. I'm doing makeup. Yeah, I mean, I liked working in fashion. Like, I love fashion. But I think that I just needed something that was more me. I mean, obviously, like, retail and merchandising, like, it's... It was also fun, but it wasn't maybe creative enough for me. And so once you got back to Montreal and you were like, okay, this is what I want to do, what happened next? Then it kind of like slowly started. This is like pre-Instagram, so I didn't have those tools to work with. I started working, doing a few jobs here and there, magazine editorials. I was working at salons at spas doing makeup then eventually I got repped by an agency that was with Next it existed not for very long it was called Artist by Timothy Priano oh yeah 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 so they were in Montreal and they had a few artists and they eventually closed I think they lasted about a year I didn't work much with them but then what happened was They closed, and then I sent a message to another agency, to Folio, and Mm -hmm. they ended up being like, well, we can't really officially rep you right now, but we can get you jobs. So that started, and I started assisting uh, Geneviève Lenville, who's an amazing makeup artist, and I kind of got my foot in the door, thankfully to her also. Yeah. Were you, like, assisting her exclusively, or were you assisting, like, and doing jobs and... Like Um, all of it? A bit of everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about like, because you've been doing this for so long, let's talk about like some of like your bigger achievements and some of your favorite shoots. You've traveled a lot for work, like amazing projects that you worked on, funny stories, achievements, like all that jazz. Oh, so I mean, I've traveled to many different places for this job, which is, I would say the, the best part. I've been to, like, Argentina, Puerto Rico, Turks and Caicos, Iceland, Morocco, Portugal, Alaska. 
and everywhere. Li- <laughs> everywhere literally so what, like what's like one of your favorite shoots like for location maybe like the most ridiculous location you were showing uh, on that you were there I think it was Iceland definitely just like driving through Iceland was like incredible everybody was sleeping in the car and I was like wow <laughs> like, <laughs> like every hour the scenery was like completely different I felt like I was on another planet Oh my goodness. And okay. And so what about like funny stories or maybe some of like the achievements that you've, I mean, you're pretty accomplished. Oh, uh, recently I was nominated for makeup artist of the year for the CAFA awards. And the CAFA awards, just for the listeners who might not know is like PNG has like basically an award every year for creatives in the industry. But this one's not PNG. This is, um, it's like the CFDA, but, but for, for Canada. Canada exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's like huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was such an honor to be nominated. And I mean, Hung Van Gogh was also nominated in our category. So that Wait, was, it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was also an honor to be nominated in the same category as Hung Van Gogh. <laughs> Yeah, but that's weird, though, because he's, like, not really in Canada. Okay, but anyways, cool, cool. That is an achievement, though, like, 100%. And then what are, like, some of, like, your most fun memories of being on set, like, various projects? Oh, boy, I have so many. Top, top one that you can think of off the top of your head. Top memory, I would say doing a music video with Arcade Fire, that's incredible. Um, yeah, and it was for the Reflector video, and it was directed by Anton Corbin, who is, like, an insane photographer. So he was the DOP for the, the video, and it was just incredible to work with him and such a great team. And to create a look that also went with the whole concept. Okay, that's incredible. And then let's just switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your favorite products because you you do love makeup and skincare and you're always getting new products and testing them out. So what's your favorite stuff? I would say like for skincare, I really love SkinCeuticals. Mm-hmm. I use the B5 serum, the CE Ferulic and mm-hmm. Emollients. Honestly, I have like six of their products that I use right now. I'm I'm a huge fan. Makeup, I would say love Charlotte Tilbury. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't go wrong. Like the bronzers, the foundations, also uh, the lipsticks. There's some amazing lip colors in her collection. On myself, I usually use like a bit of a tinted moisturizer, like a sheer foundation. What's your favorite brand for that? I like this Charlotte Tilbury Light Wonder Foundation. Okay. That's the one that I use on myself. And I like her bronzer, the Filmstar Bronzing Glow Bronzer. Just the right color to like shape your face kind of like uh, to do like a soft contouring. Mm-hmm. And then I just use it on my eyes and slap on some mascara. Nice. Is there uh, a mascara that you like love, love, love? I love superhero mascara from It Cosmetics. Why? It, What's it, so great about it? It really makes them the, your lashes like really voluminous and long, but also it's black. Like it's very, very black. So it gives you like the intensity in the eyelashes that some other mascaras won't. 
Mm-hmm. And can we talk also about hair? Like, I know, like, in the States, like, often there's a person that does hair on set and a person that does makeup, but little known fact in Canada, <laughs> just because the market's so small, most of the makeup artists are also hair stylists. They do both on set. And they're responsible for doing both. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're very seasoned in the hair department. What are some of your favorite products for hair? For hair, I love like a good texturizing spray, like a dry texturizer, like the IGK Beach Waves. I like that product a lot. It really gives you density to the hair, mm-hmm. and it stays throughout the day. And or else, I mean, hairsprays. I love good old Elnet. It does the trick all the time. Kerastase, love their hairsprays as well. I mean, there's so many products that I love right now. <laughs> okay, so you are like a exercise fiend. Like you love to work out. Yes. I know about you. Let's talk about health and wellness because I know it's like a big part of your life. What do you do to maintain that health and wellness? I mean, I would say that the hardest part of working in fashion is maintaining your health and wellness. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> because I would say basically this job is, it's for very resilient people. Like sure. it's emotionally and physically draining. Mm-hmm. So having your little routines within your daily life really helps create that balance. Whether it's like, I don't know, listening to an audiobook in the cab on the way to work, going to the gym or going for walks or something, you know, just finding something that's outside of work, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there any audiobooks that you've been listening to lately that you're like really into? I just uh, listened to Untamed from Glennon Doyle that yeah. I liked a lot. Okay. I really love that one. Okay, that's a good one. And then what about workouts? What have you been doing? I still do boxing. So I'm more into like a Muay Thai type of workout now. Oh, So it's more mostly that I would say right now. And I do a lot of HIIT training. Okay. And so what have you been doing during like the quarantine? Are you with a trainer? Yeah, I work out with my trainer. I was working out with him during the quarantine. We trained outside in the park. <laughs> Girl, you are you are the definition of commitment. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's an important part of life also. Like I think that for me, like mentally, like not moving is like not moving forward so like just like the moving your body is also like doing things so it's like a psychological thing you know for sure for sure but it definitely helped keep the stress down uh during um (laughs) during the quarantine being cooped up inside getting that fresh air and you know seeing another human outside (laughs) for sure for sure okay so and what about like Because you love TV and what were some of the shows that you were watching during quarantine? Oh, boy. (laughs) Where do I start? There's a lot of shows. I watched Hollywood. I love that. Yeah, it was so good. I saw that too. It was great. Oh, one show that I started watching is it's about Nexium. Oh my God, the documentary. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what the name of that show is, but it's it's a documentary on that cult. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was good. Yeah, that was good. Oh, also one show that I love is called I May Destroy You. 
Can we talk about it? Oh, uh. hear the dog. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It is so good. Yeah. It's such a brilliant show. I feel like I haven't seen something like that in a really long time. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I feel like it's its own genre almost. Yeah. Literally the whole show is about consent mm-hmm. and like how people have been affected pretty much like all of her friends in their own way. And it's actually based on her reality. So the premise of the show is not to ruin it, but someone drops a roofie in her drink and she figures out that she was raped. And so the whole show is about her coping. And then it also, again, talks about consent and different aspects that it's affected her friends and her sort of world. And there's flashback episodes and it's the thing about the show that's so interesting is like you think it beats super, super heavy, but she finds a way to make things kind of humorous at the same time. So yeah. it's very relatable, even though you might not have experienced that kind of trauma. But I don't know if many people know this, but she was actually wrote the show because she experienced that same thing and it was her way of coping and healing. And so it's very autobiographical, but it's obviously like fictional in a way, like the whole show. And what did you think about the ending? Not to give too much away. The ending was very interesting. (laughs) Like I still try to make sense of the ending. (laughs) I mean, I think that, like, basically what she's saying is, like, there is no right ending, you know? Um, But I I kind of wish that there was a specific ending. I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But it's an incredible, incredible show, and love that show. Do you know another show that you might like? Which one? It's uh, Perry Mason. It's, like, a remake of it. Okay. Literally takes place in like 1920s LA and Matthew Reese plays the protagonist Perry Mason and it's really 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 good oh nice I'm gonna check that out I think you'll enjoy it he's like an amazing actor he was on the Americans like he's so good I think you'll love 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 it what about books have you been reading at all or like what about podcasts anything like of that realm I listened to a um, crime podcast. It was about cops. You know the show Cops? Yeah. <laughs> so it was basically a podcast about how, like, shady that show is. and It's like bad boys, bad boys, like that cops? Exactly. Like that yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's just, like, talk about getting back to, like, a new normal. Because in Canada, we were, like, considered a little bit more green in terms of safety so you're back to work I am I'm back to work what's that been like (laughs) it's it's been interesting I'd say that a lot of people don't have the same idea of what safety protocols are I mean that's definitely understandable some people are just pretending like it's just like life is normal again but you know we're freelancers we're not working in an office so we're also putting ourselves at risk by going to work. And, you know, there's also the fact that, like, you don't really know what people are doing in their personal time. Like, I'm in people's faces. Like, I'm in the model's faces. Like, I have my PPE. But, you know, it's still concerning a little bit. It's it's a stressful kind of time to work in, definitely. And so what are you doing? Like, what are some of the extra precautions? Like, what are you doing to sort of maintain your own level of safety? 
Well, I have like a mask. Sometimes I wear two masks when I do makeup. I have goggles, a, a face shield. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, a hazmat suit. Like. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Listen, you gotta, you gotta take care. I get it. And then there's the whole intricacy of like the makeup kit itself, which uh, I had to have, you know, a separate set of brushes for each person. Everything wow. needs to be covered that's on the counter. And if I'm going to do makeup on two people, the whole counter needs to be cleaned. And every single thing that I've touched needs to be cleaned as well. And all my bags that are not being used, everything is covered with plastic bags. Basically, everything's in boxes or, or covered with plastic bags. Oh, my God. And so are people allotting more time for you? Because that obviously is going to take more time. Yeah, but I have a hang of it now. It's more the the cleaning after. Like, I try to do everything I can while I'm still at work so I don't have to, like... Spend hours at home. (laughs) Exactly. Like, and also just knowing that I've done it, it's like I don't have to, like, question myself after. Yeah. Yeah. Wowza. Yeah. There's so much prep and, like, post-work involved with this world, you know? Especially makeup artistry, too. Like... I mean, with styling, it's like shop, return, requesting, emailing, all this stuff. But yours is more like a sanitary or if it's like specific concept, you have to source specific hair or specific like product or, you know, like all the tools that you need. And then post is obviously like cleaning. This was even, and hygienics, this was even before quarantine, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like adding like a next layer of all that madness to your work but I mean it is what it is right yeah I mean it helps me be less stressed about if I'm doing things properly that I'm doing my job properly you know there's no room to make mistakes no but you're so like you're such a professional I would like feel very confident if you did my makeup during this crazy (laughs) time (laughs) thanks (laughs) um yeah okay so Let's talk about happier things like living in Montreal. So what are some of your favorite things to do and places to go to? I mean, let's pretend that we're not in quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about a time before then. (laughs) Life before all this happened. I definitely did like going out to restaurants and to a bar once in a while. What, What restaurants are your favorite? I like the old classics like Le Meac, L'Express. I love like a good pizza place, like Fugazi. Where's Fugazi? Uh, it's in Point St. Charles. Okay. It's the owners of Fuagua. Okay. That okay, opened okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Around where I live, there's so many great restaurants, kind of like endless options. And there's actually a new place, a fried chicken place that's amazing. It's called Bucky Roosters. Okay. Right now, it's sort of a pop up restaurant. Where you can just like go there and order or order on Uber Eats. What about Saté Brothers? Is that like a Oh yeah, I love Saté Brothers. That one is amazing. So good. It's like an Asian fusion kind of, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. It is. It's very special. And you have to sit at a table with randos too if you're in a small group. That's really fun. Yeah. Okay. And what about like doing other things? Like what are some of your favorite neighborhoods, like places to go? I definitely, I love to walk around like the old port. 
I love walking around Griffintown by the water. Outremont is beautiful also. Yeah. The Mile cool. End. And what about like, what's fun for shopping and then also for art? Because it's such a artsy place. Where is good for that? Well, there's Arsenal Gallery. That's amazing. Uh-huh. There's uh, Le Musée des Beaux-Arts. There's a few galleries around Griffintown and St. Henry. There's definitely like a, a good art scene in Montreal. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And nobody knows about your hidden talent of finding the best vintage home decor pieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my little side project. It's your, like, another passion of yours, and you're quite good at it. So where did that love of hunting come from, and, like, what are some of your tips? I I think I just love beautiful things. (laughs) So, I mean, whether it's clothing, interior design, art, my tips would be to check out Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're really good, though. Yeah, Craigslist, Kijiji, maybe sometimes Facebook Marketplace. You never know. Or estate sales also. I found some uh, amazing pieces at estate sales. You're so good at it. And are you like kind of done with your home decor? Are you still doing it? I'm never really done with it. (laughs) I know. It's like... Sometimes I like to sell some things and... Like this week, I had this vintage chair that I got at a flea market and I sanded down the legs and the the arms of it just to make it a little bit more distressed. And it's like a cheetah pattern, uh-huh. the fabric. It, it looks really cool. Ooh. Yeah. And just for like the listeners, your apartment is incredible. And Thanks. And <laughs> just made it look so cool and unique and you would never know that some of these pieces are vintage or thrifted she's just like has that eye obviously so thank you um, it's true (laughs) and okay I also want to talk about your love affair with CBD because (laughs) (laughs) I really needed something and you were like girl here you go and it kind of worked but You're very well informed on the subject. And can you talk about like some of your favorite products and like how long you've been using CBD and all these things and, you know, like what you find so fun about it? It's just such a great thing, you know, like it could, <laughs> it could be used, you know, for so many different things. And I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with CBD, like roll-ons or creams right now. I know CBD creams are like the next thing that I need to try, but I'm really into the edible chocolates. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm making you proud. (laughs) It's, it's great. Like there's so many different things that they make right now. And so many different things. There's so many different like doses. And I think that's where it gets sort of experimental because you're trying to figure out what works for you. And if you're trying to go to sleep and you have a tincture, you're like, how many of these drops do I need before I get real crazy? Or like, what's just enough to like pass out? Exactly. Exactly. With the edibles, it's like, you probably don't need the entire chocolate. You probably just need a bit of it, you know? So yeah. Cause like also when you're eating it or consuming it like that, it, it, it'll like, go through your digestive tract also so it kind of like could last a very long time (laughs) you're you're telling me (laughs) 
<laughs> I like took one and it was this is a really funny story recently a chocolate and it was like Friday night dinner like Shabbat and thankfully it was just me and my godmother but like it said on the packet like and I was so exhausted I had trouble sleeping that week and I was like okay it says four hours like for it to start working oh okay no that's not true like at all towards the latter part of the dinner like I <laughs> <laughs> it started to hit and I was just like, oh my God, I'm high right now. And I'm <laughs> laughing so hard and I was so embarrassed. And I was like, how do I pretend like everything's okay? <laughs> how do I make sure that she doesn't get freaked out or notice that I'm totally high? <laughs> and then I finally just caved and I started laughing so hard. And she was just like, oh, good Lord, you're so special. <laughs> It, it, it's very it's very popular no i know but maybe not so much during like shabbat dinner but you know what <laughs> you'd be surprised <laughs> you know what some people probably needed to get through shabbat dinner um yeah so that's actually a genius idea the jewish holidays are coming up so i'm um, definitely gonna need a little bit of that to get through it but um I digress. Let's talk about what you're going to do once everything gets back to normal. What am I going to do? Make out with a stranger. There you go. <laughs> That's a really good answer. I mean, it's going to be a different world when this is over. I know. It, it already is, though. It's already yeah. a different world. What are some of the like benefits of this time? The benefits would be just people being a little bit more empathetic towards others. Mm -hmm. I think it's opened up a lot of people's eyes that their problems are maybe not as bad as what other people are going through. Yeah. So more awareness, basically. More awareness, more compassion, more empathy. You're such a mensch. <laughs> okay, well, where can people find you? On Instagram? <laughs> I'm like, should I give you my address? No. <laughs> I love you. No. It's uh, uh, Leslie Ann Thompson. It's L-E-S-L-I-E -E underscore A-N-N underscore T-H-O-M-S-O-N. Okay, perfect. That's our episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed um, all of the all of the tidbits that Leslie Ann mentioned are included in the show notes, and there are quite a few, so I would definitely check it out. Um, her Instagram is also included, and her agency's website, so you can check out her work, which I highly recommend. It's beyond beautiful. Um, and please make sure to rate, review, and share. And we will see you next week. Bye.